So does the Pope have the coronavirus? Well, 24 hours ago, the Vatican released a statement saying the Pope was sick and would have to scale back on meetings, masses, and here we are, a good 24 hours on, and he's still sick. Unable to have meetings with Microsoft, IBM, and other tech executives. He's 83 years of age, only has one lung, and could just be a cold, could be the flu, or it could be the coronavirus. Well, Italy has been struggling with the coronavirus for the past few days, and I made the case day before yesterday, where's the Pope? Why hasn't he gone to the north of Italy? He's called the Bishop of Rome. Why hasn't he put his hands on his people and healed such people? They are sick. They are dying. Some have even died. But no, it seems he hasn't had the time or the opportunity to go and visit his sick parishioners. It's always easier when healthy Catholics visit him. Well, like I say, 24 hours on, the Pope is sick, on his sick bed, and no doubt his faithful around the world are praying for his recovery. But it's always easy, isn't it, to pray for and with healthy Catholics. And here, Catholics from all over the world are in St. Peter's Square, standing in the freezing cold, hoping to get a glimpse of their Holy Father, of course, only God the Father is the Holy Father. And here, St. Peter's Square, built on a pagan shrine. And the statues in the background are of the Apostles. But before the Apostles were erected, you had pagan gods. It's always depressing to see such pictures of ignorant Catholics standing with the Pope. And when he first came on the scene, six or seven years ago, I thought he may have autism. Based on his body language, based on his eye movements. It could be anybody really standing in this picture. Meaning anyone who becomes a Pope of Rome is given a lot of respect, which nobody really deserves. Only God himself, of course. They keep coming wanting to get a blessing from the Pope. And yet, I think one of the reasons why we are seeing this particular Pope on his sick bed is to remind ourselves and others that he's no different to anyone else. He's a sinner. He needs to be saved. And Catholics are split uh, on the nature of the papacy. On the one hand, they say, yes, he's just like everybody else, has to confess his sins, and every Pope has to confess his sins to a Jesuit confessor. And on the other hand, they say, well, he's the Holy Father, he's the Apostle of the Apostles, and when he wears his triple tiara, he's able to release souls from purgatory. A mass of contradictions, and yet tragically, Catholics, as you can see, flock to the Vatican to hear the Pope preach speak and offer words of wisdom lost souls standing in the cold 
wearing their masks, wanting to be reassured that all is well. But did you know that if you are a Catholic, you can't go to heaven without a priest? No Pope, no Cardinals, no Cardinals, no Archbishops, no Archbishops, no Bishop. No Bishop, no Priest, because only a Bishop can ordain a Priest. You have to go through the priest system in order to be saved. So if this system was to disappear, like right now, such people couldn't go to heaven. Based, of course, on the teachings of the Church of Rome. Thankfully, for those of us which are born again, we have a high priest who is in heaven. Our mother, if you will, is New Jerusalem, not Mary. We have a perfect book, the Holy Bible. And the Church of Rome have spent decades attacking the bible attacking christians this pope was a jesuit before he became the pope the jesuits have done more damage to countries all over the world trying to overthrow countries undermine countries the jesuits almost succeeded in killing king james and of course would succeed in killing abraham lincoln but the purpose of this video is to show the frailty of the papacy. He could be 54, he could be 64, he could be 74, he could be 84, it makes no difference. One day he will die and he will stand at the judgments and have to answer for his sins, which are many. But the sad reality is that if he was to pass away today, he would be very quickly replaced. And they would still continue to flock to get a blessing from a man who knows no more about the afterlife than perhaps Eddie Murphy or Frank Bruno. The Pope has form. This Pope is a heretic, and of course all Popes are heretics, you understand, but this one more than others. Mainstream media are still abuzz over the Holy Father's alleged comments about Hell. An Italian journalist claimed last week Pope Francis told him sinning souls disappear, but hell doesn't exist. That's what they believe. Because once you become ecumenical, you can't teach hell. You can't make the statements how non-Catholics go to hell. Because that would include Jews, Muslims, Freemasons, Marxists. This Pope is a Marxist. This Pope is a Darwinist. So what he said, he meant, and he meant what he said. But here, EWTN, a Roman Catholic ministry, are in denial, are shocked at their Holy Father's heretical statements. And that report set off a controversy in Italy and around the globe. Only for Bible-believing Christians. We saw this as more heresy from a heretic. Your average Catholic is more concerned about purgatory like Kobe Bryant's. Some years ago, a couple lost their son, died unexpectedly, and for many years they spent a lot of money having masses said for him. And one day they asked the parish priest, where is our son? Surely he must be out of purgatory by now. He's been there for over 20 years. Can you get on to the Pope and ask him to let us know where our son is? Because the Pope has authority to release souls from purgatory. And the priest, when he heard such a statement, it shook him to his core. And soon afterwards he left the priesthood and became a 
born again, Bible-believing Christian pastor. Vatican correspondent Juliet Lindley joins us from Rome. Juliet, who is this journalist and what are his claims? What a distraction. Such ambiguity. Why do you even care what the Pope of Rome uh, says or thinks? And here, two Roman Catholics, probably scratching their heads trying to work out why you would say such a statement. Doesn't question purgatory, of course, but questions hell. And this shows the foolishness of organised religion. Eugenio Scalfaro is the editor of La Repubblica, a left-leaning national newspaper in Italy, and it actually is the one that the Pope reportedly has said he reads. It's the only Italian daily that he reads. Of course, he's a Jesuit. He's a Marxist. He's a Darwinist. These are his people. You can tell a lot about a person's friends. Look at the Kobe Bryant uh, memorial service, which we looked at a few nights ago. Look who turned up. Ex-Mormons, a Muslim... A Jew, charismatics, etc., etc., etc. Do you think Kobe Bryant ever witnessed to those people? Of course he didn't. The Pope gave the interview. He said what he said. His friends, or his friend reported it. The media picked it up, and it blew up in the face of the Vatican. And yet, what did it change? What did it uh, result in? Mass resignations, cardinals resigning, archbishops resigning, bishops resigning. Absolutely not. These stories are allowed to break. The Lord uses these stories to get Catholics to leave the Church of Rome. Now, uh, Scalfari is known to be an atheist. He's 93 years old and he doesn't record his interviews. But as a matter of fact, this wasn't an interview. It was a pre-Easter meeting. But the day after, what appeared in the newspapers was direct quotes of the Pope allegedly saying that um, help... He said it. If he didn't say it, why not sue the man? Why would the atheist reporter report what his friend told him if he didn't say what he said? The Pope doesn't believe in hell. He believes in purgatory. He believes in Holy Mother Earth. He believes in climate change. He's pro-homosexuality. But the middle-class American Catholic doesn't know what to do with that, doesn't know how to handle that, is in a dilemma, is in a bit of a spin, a bit of a quandary. But for former Catholics like myself... This is nothing new. The Church of Rome have been moving to the left since 1958. Hell doesn't exist, that evil souls, uh, they disappear, they don't go to hell. Now, this is about the fifth time that the Pope and Scalfari meet, and every time there seems to be a misquote or a misunderstanding. There's no misquote, there's no misunderstanding. The Pope believes there isn't a hell, he believes in purgatory. Purgatory brings a lot of money into the Catholic Church. But your average Catholic doesn't believe in the Bible. Your average Catholic has been taught the Bible is corrupt. Your average Catholic has been taught to hate born-again Bible-believing Christians. Bigotry comes from the Church of Rome, incidentally. The Church of Rome are anti-Bible, anti-Christian, anti-the true church. Study church history if you want to know more about that. So many within the Vatican press corps are actually wondering how it is that the Pope continues to meet this controversial thing. And why people continue to go to Mass and sit listening to priests who are just as lost as the man next door. The whole thing is a farce. But like I said, the Pope has form. He's good at making statements, heretical statements. And here, another video from... 
St. Patrick's Cathedral, three or four years ago. Another statement he would make, let's listen in. Ours is to plant the seeds. God sees to the fruits of our labors. And if at times our efforts and works seem to fail and not produce fruit, we need to remember that we are followers of Jesus Christ. No, you're not. Second Corinthians chapter 11 speaks about another Jesus, another gospel, another spirit. The Catholic Church is a counterfeit church with a counterfeit priest system. Their high priest, the Pope of Rome, is just as lost as anybody you know. And yet he thinks he's going to heaven upon death. Of course, he will probably go via purgatory. He would believe. doesn't believe in hell, of course. And yet Jesus Christ mentioned hell more times than heaven. Most Protestants think this man is a good man. Most Protestants look to the Pope as their superior. And yet this man is just as lost as anybody who you could possibly know. And his life, humanly speaking, ended in failure. And of course he has to believe that, because in the Church of Rome, they have no perfect substitutionary saviour. Their atonement is incomplete. So, to be made perfect, to be made complete, you have to go through the priest system. So the Jesus of the Catholic Church was a failure. But the Jesus of the Bible was victorious. Second John, verse 9. This verse proves how the Church of Rome, first of all, don't believe in the Bible, which we all know anyway. But secondly, how they won't even obey the uh, following verse. Second John 9. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, the teaching of Christ, like his death, burial, and resurrection, his physical return to the earth, physical heaven, physical hell, hath not God, is lost. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, the teaching of Christ, not only his words, but the entire Old and New Testament, it says in John chapter 3 how the Spirit of God wasn't given by measure unto him. He hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you, like the Pope, and bring not this doctrine, going back to the doctrine of Christ, receive him not into your house. Not only reference to the papacy, but Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, and apostates in general. For he that biddeth him Godspeed, shakes his hand, wishes him well, so on and so forth, is partaker of his evil deeds. So Second John 9 to 10 tells you not to have anything to do with the Pope of Rome and people like him, but of course your average Catholic doesn't believe in the Bible, has no interest in the Bible. Your average Catholic hates the Bible. That's why the Jesuits were set up to overthrow the Bible. But here, John, one more time, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God, is a lost sinner. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Son and the Father. You are either saved or unsaved. 
for the Lord or against him. If there come any unto you, any without exception, and bring not this doctrine, teaching of Christ, the word of God basically, receive him or her not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. Why? For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. So the whole system is evil from top to bottom. Did you have the coronavirus? I don't know. But I know one thing, if he was to pass away, he would be very quickly replaced. This time of the year, leading up to Easter, is a very busy time for the Catholic Church. They make more money during Easter than any other time in the year. Unfortunately, Catholics will continue to flock to Rome to get a blessing. And yet the man himself is sick, coughing, sneezing. His friend, Kenneth Copeland, hasn't been to Rome to visit him. It's always interesting when popes get sick. And the last five or six have had awful deaths. It's always interesting how their own healers don't heal their own popes. Have you ever noticed that? The Catholic Church would encourage trips to Fatima, Medjugorje and Lourdes. And those Catholics will go on their hands and knees to such a place to get a blessing, to get a healing. And yet when the Pope falls ill, their healers can't help them out. Kenneth Copeland can't help the Pope out. Benny Hinn can't help the Pope out. Anybody who you think uh, offers himself, or anybody who you know, offers himself as a healer, a believer in the apostolic sign gift still being for today, won't go to Rome, won't lay hands on the Pope, because they can't. And they know they can't, and the Pope himself knows he can't heal anybody, and that's why he hasn't gone to visit his own people who are sick, dying and dead, but allows ignorant, healthy people to visit him and have the photograph taken with him. The whole thing is an abomination to the Lord. The man is a heretic, a deceiver, an imposter. And yet, tragically, in the eyes of the world, he's seen as a great man. Presidents, prime ministers, apostate Protestants line up to be seen with him. People risk their lives, their health, to visit him. Stand in the freezing cold. And yet, what does it benefit them? They come sick, they leave sick. And now, irony of ironies... The Pope himself is sick and on his sickbed waiting to recover and time will tell whether it's the coronavirus, a cold, common flu or what have you. But more importantly, this man can be easily replaced. No different to a prime minister, a prince or a president. They come and they go, but the office of the papacy continues until... Revelation 17 and 18, when the Lord himself will destroy us. If you're not born again, you need to be born again. This may be great theatre. This may appear sacred and special to the faithful. But it's not focused on the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's very much based on an incomplete atonement. And that's why he would say Christ was a failure. Because he has to be a failure in order for the Church of Rome to perfect your atonement. And if you trust in that, and if you die trusting in that heretical and blasphemous belief, you will perish and go to hell forever.